Welcome to the Pedestrian Invest Podcast. My name is Michael Hamlin, and today's guest is Keith Cox. He is a reviewer on the website monkeyzero.net. He writes mostly the music for reviews right now. We talk about music that we've been into this year and other music trends that we've noticed over the last few years. Hope you enjoy the episode and have a great day. Hey, Keith. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Going good, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, besides, uh, you know, kind of that awful news we heard today. I know. That's horrible. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw as soon as I like got up. I was like, man, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting here last night when I was, before I went to bed, I was looking on Facebook and I didn't believe it. And I looked over at Kami and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And we both were trying to look at a couple other websites and they were all saying the same thing. We were like, oh, wow, this is insane. Yeah. I mean, I, apparently no one knew he was sick or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That's awful. I know. I feel so bad for his family and everyone that has been associated with him. And I know that they'll have good memories, but I know it's hard. Yeah, he's such a symbol mm-hmm. to a lot of people. That's, I don't know, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, but yeah, you know, aside from that, uh, you know, things are going okay. Yeah. Yeah. Things are good. Just, you know, just hanging out. Well, good, man. Well, yeah, I wanted to, um, talk with you. You, you do like the music side, uh, mostly for the reviews on monkey zero. So I wanted to kind of talk about, uh, you know, how you started getting into writing reviews and kind of, you know, what made you want to start doing that? for the the website definitely um well yeah i am basically doing the side of the reviews commie does some of them but i also like to do the um i like to i like to do the main part of it but i do like to let him do some but basically what made me want to start doing it was the um i've been writing for the past like eight months just journaling and just writing and um when commie presented the idea of doing the website i had said well why don't i do the uh, music reviews since you're going to be doing mostly the video games and movies and so I I said well I'll do the I'll do the music and he's like that's a great idea and so I wrote my first review and it a lot of people liked it and so I said you know what I'll just continue writing reviews for artists that I like and whether they have a new album or an older album and just you know give my ideas on the songs and just thought that that was a smart idea and I've been doing it for a little while now. So that's really yeah. cool. Which one was your first one? Uh, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, that okay. had just come out at the time. And so I was like, this is perfect. Cause I just got off on the heels of listening to it. So it'll be a perfect idea of getting that, that um, idea of what, you know, the review would be like and the setup and, you know, my opinions and how I wanted to word things. And ever since then, it's been kind of full steam ahead from there. How, uh, how do you feel about folklore? I mean, I, I read the review. It, it seemed pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I had mixed reviews when I first heard about it. Um, and when I listened to it, I went into it with an open mind. Um, cause I knew it was going to be different for her, but mm-hmm. I, I liked it because of the fact that, um, it was a lot, it was definitely a shift change in what she was doing. She, everyone really knows her for the, 
you know, pop, you know, melodies and talking about, you know, exes and just that, that's typical stereotype, but, um, it was more, this was more of storytelling and, uh, more of a idea of, you know, what would happen if you were to write stories about other people instead about yourself. And I listened to it and I heard it from beginning to end. And I, I almost basically like every song, which is really rare for me when I first hear an album. Uh, but I heard it and I was blown away with the lyricism and just how well she was able to tell stories, even with it not being a crazy club record or a pop record. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've had kind of a, I've had a time with folklore. Um, right. I don't know if you're like our, our first episode, I was pretty, um, kind of, kind of harsh on it, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I guess my problem with it was more just kind of the way the way it was initially marketed. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, it was being pushed as this like, uh, I don't know, like, a, you know, answer to the pandemic or like some sort of right. like cathartic right. thing. Right. Um, but just taken on its own, you know, I've come to appreciate um, a lot of the songs on it. Um, right. You know, something, I mean, I, you know, I think everybody really enjoys Exile and I've, I've grown mm-hmm. up to like that song a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a friend of mine, Dina Schools, named her podcast, uh, This Is Me Trying. Right. After the song. So, right. Um, and I, you know, I like that one a lot. And, uh, yeah. Emily, my fiance, you know, that's, that's like all she's been listening to since then. Right. Um. So I, I've kind of come around on it. Um, you know, I'm still kind of team 1989. Oh my gosh. That's like, <laughs> you don't understand. Like that album changed me and really? that album. Well, and it's so weird because I hate eighties music. I'm not a fan of really? like the original. Yeah. I'm not a fan huh. of like Madonna. Well, I like Madonna, but like, right. I like their newer stuff, but right. I'm not a fan of like their you know, just because that's how it all started. You know, that's kind of where shift or the shift in pop music was kind of going. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wasn't alive in that point. So I didn't, I didn't grow up with that. But, right. um, but when I heard 1989 for the first time, I was blown away with everything. Just, it was so different for her because, you know, you had seen glimmers of it on her previous album, Red. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that album from beginning to end, I was like, all right, maybe I should have given 80s music a second chance because it was it was so different. Um, but it wasn't like a exact copy of 80s music. It was her version of it. And yeah. it was it was definitely, a, um, you know, an 80s inspired album. But I, I hear it as like a in a way. And this is going to sound so silly, but like a pop masterpiece for pop culture at the time, because oh, not everyone absolutely. knew who what 1989 was going to be and what it was going to do. And it just blew up right after that. So. I remember. I mean, she. <laughs> you know, it's almost like she put out like a like a statement to her fans like Look, mm-hmm. I've, I've left country music completely right with this album you know mm-hmm. take it or leave it and yeah obviously everybody took it <laughs> oh well yeah everyone yeah. kind of said all right we'll go with it and yeah i i remember that day it came out i like i stayed up till midnight and bought the album on itunes and this was like before all the streaming started and mm-hmm. um all that and i remember i bought it with my money and i stayed up and then i had to go to school the next day and the entire bus ride there and back i was jamming out to it and anytime i had a chance a free minute to listen to it i would listen to it it was so good and that's that's probably of all time and not my, my favorite of all time but in my top five 
albums of all time is 1989 because that album is so uh it's a sonically cohesive record that just makes you listen to a record and say oh wow like an album can have 13 to 16 songs on it and it's actually good and it's not like you have to skip and do the singles and just do like five of them and then be done so yeah absolutely i mean um i remember being you know just blown away by the 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 album and the Mm -hmm. the whole package of it Um, right you know the comparison of the 80s i mean the closest comparison i could make is like you know michael jackson thriller right it's one of those albums where you know half the songs are on the radio right right (laughs) right right because you don't because you know you don't think about that and then and then you listen to it and you're like oh wow like that that changed how pop music can be whether it was pulling from 80s or if it was going to be a modern day classic it just had it had that influence on there and you know even like that album spawned like seven singles which is unheard of these days right for albums and it just almost every song became an instant hit and it's it just has that and i think in a way that was her kind of saying all right well i'm gonna make a 1989 i'm gonna make 1989 but also i'm going to make it radio friendly so that almost everyone's gonna enjoy it and that's exactly what she did so yeah and you know and i think since then um she's gotten more inward looking i mean you look at reputation Mm -hmm. kind of took that and turned it inward Right. Um, which, you know, I, I like reputation a lot too. Right. Um, getting back to like kind of huge pop albums. I mean, the most recent one you did was the, was fame monster. Yes. Which I mean, I love that album. So. Yeah. That album was iconic for yeah. the time. And when it came out, I, I was reading an article, you know, recently where she said like the tour, like bankrupted her. Yes. <laughs> you didn't realize it. <laughs> Yes, yes, it was crazy how that happened. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. funny. I was I was teaching at School of Rock back when that was big, and one of my students, uh, you know, was going up to see her in New York mm-hmm. um, on that tour. And oh it, wow! This is crazy to me to think like, yeah, uh, she was, you know, right putting on yeah. humongous shows. I, I ended up watching it. She they aired a special of it on HBO. Yeah, and I was just like, man, this is. I wish I had gone. It's well worth it. Right. Right. Yeah, I have the DVD of that one, too. I, I remember because I had heard about it, but I never saw it. And I remember, um, like, years ago when she was releasing a um, – she actually released a Born This Way, the collection, her for her next record. And she put the tour from the previous album on DVD if you bought the collection as a whole. And I remember that was the first time I watched it. And I was just like, this girl knows how to put on a show. Yeah. I mean, She's not, spectacular. You're, right. You're not just paying money to see someone sit there and just right. sing like you're, you're seeing her actually put on a legit show and you're, you're going to enjoy yourself. You're not just going to be standing there twiddling your thumbs. You're going to be like screaming your head off, trying to get her to, you know, touch yeah. you or, you know, whatever. There's so many cool set pieces and things like that. I mean, it's like you're seeing a, a huge musical on Broadway right with lady gaga music and it's it's right it's crazy it would be interesting to see like in like 20 30 years you know if she's still making music and if they were to make like a broadway play of hers or a like a show and it would be so interesting to do like a retrospective for her and her career because she's had such 
an interesting career from when she started over a decade ago until now. And, you know, that would be interesting to see where that would go and how they would portray that. And what would that be like? So I'm sure it would be very theatrical. <laughs> yes, very. It'd be out there and you'd be have to wrap your mind up a little bit and be like, all right, am I, am I, what am I walking into? You know, I'm not, it's not just a normal concert. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was back when we were just concerned about what Lady Gaga was doing each week. <laughs> right. <laughs> back when everything was a little bit more simple. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what other uh, albums have you been enjoying this year? Um, well, there it's, it's funny you ask that because I was just thinking about it. I had to think about what albums have come out this year. Cause there have been a few, um, Another one that I even did a review on the website is Selena Gomez is rare. Um, okay, I haven't that, heard that at all. So I, okay, well it's it, it's a lot. Um, the kind of preface behind that one is uh, it's been five years since she put out a record because she had a lot of stuff happen to her. She had to she had a kidney transplant and she wow. had to and she has lupus and she couldn't do a lot of touring and a lot of music and wow. um, she was also producing. Uh, a show called 13 reasons why which is on netflix yeah, i love the show oh my gosh so yeah. good and yeah. um so she had a lot of her hands in the pot of doing other things and she had very well charity work and just you know she had she had other things to do and finally she got to a point where she just felt like she needed to make a record and i heard that one when it came out back in january and till this day it's it's probably one of my favorites of 2020 just because I've been waiting for that for a long time. And when I finally heard it, I was, I was, I felt like I was a Selena, a Selena Gomez fan again. Cause you know, sometimes when you don't put out, they, when the artists don't put out a record for a while, you almost feel like, you know, am I still going to be a fan of them or, you know, what will happen? And finally, you know, you, they put out something and you just get blown away sometimes. And you're just like, this is what I've been waiting for for five years. So yeah, in five years and, you know, pop music time might as well be a decade. So mm -hmm. I had no idea it had been that long. Wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, that one's definitely one. And then another one would probably be, uh, going back to Gaga's Chromatica. Um, that one came out probably a few months ago and, or a couple months ago. And, um, I had, that one's been kind of a shift for her too, because her last official album was four years ago, but she also made a movie two years ago. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. She did the, one of the remakes of a star is born, which is an oh, old right, right, classic right. movie. Right. Um, okay. she's, I thought yeah. she had done something separate. Uh, oh no, 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 okay. no, that one. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and she, you know, she did a soundtrack for that one and that kind of blew up her career and that gave yeah. her an Oscar and that gave her another oh, yeah. Grammy and everything. So um, it was time for her to come back to her kind of roots of being in the dance world and electro pop and just because um, that's kind of where she started with the fame and the fame monster kind of just blew her up. And yeah, I think I, she... I remember back, you know, when Born This Way came out, um, mm -hmm. you know, I enjoyed that one. Um, but I was kind of hoping that she would get kind of back to more of the pure pop of like the fame and things like that. Yeah. And then art pop was sort of a return to that, but it was kind it of was. left of center right. um, of that. So mm -hmm. what I've heard from Chromatica, I've liked a lot. I, I need to, to listen to it more. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hesitant about it at first because I didn't know whether how far back she was going to go as far as her roots because, you know, the fame and the fame monster in a way like that was her really introducing herself and you know and like you said the born this way was like it was good but it wasn't what we thought it was going to be and then art pop kind of was out of left field with that you know we didn't know what we were walking into we knew it was going to be dance 
a dance record, but it was totally like different from that. And, um, and then, you know, all the records in between that, she just kind of strayed away from her image and coming back to that, it just kind of, I was hesitant. I, I didn't know what, what to walk into, but hearing the first couple singles that were released before the album came out, it kind of got me hyped for it. And it's a good record as a whole album in a way. Sometimes it feels like, like a remix album. Like if you ever just put an album on from beginning to end and you just hear just pure dance music, that's kind of how I see uh, chromatica because you know you don't really there's no slow songs like there's like they're all up tempo you're always in you always feel like you're in the club and that's you just cool. keep going so yeah yeah that's cool because i mean you know for a while she she was kind of putting out more kind of ballady stuff and you have mm-hmm. the star is born I, yeah I forget what the other record was before but that was more kind of ballad it was like country stuff. almost it had like yeah. a country twang rock to it but yeah. um but yeah, it wasn't her, what she's known for. So, which, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm all for the, you know, these artists trying different things. Oh yeah. Um, it's, you know, whether they work or not, that's, that's going to depend on, on you. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Do you have any others that you're looking forward to that are going to be coming out? Oh yeah. Um, there's, um, it's funny. Cause you know, I said I wasn't a big eighties fan, but um, Kylie Minogue, who was kind of, she was oh, wow. actually started in the eighties. Um, she has a new one coming out this year. This will be her, I think 15th album now. Wow. Um, so, which is kind of mind blowing for her because, you know, she's been, people think that she hasn't been around that long, but she has. And big in Australia for, yes, yes, yes. And, um, it's rare that you see her in the States or in other countries because, you know, she's not native, native from there. Wonder to us. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited to hear that one. Um, that one's called disco. Um, that one will be interesting to hear what, what type of disco, um, one thing I've noticed, and this is so weird, but uh, to kind of touch on that is that um, with the music that's coming out by the end of the year, because there's a couple other artists that are kind of going in that same direction, is like 80s music is kind of coming full circle, like with the cycle of how music runs from, you know, it can start out with 80s and then it jumps into hip hop or to, you know, uh, electro pop or uh, just plain pop centric Um 80s is coming back because I've heard probably about four or five singles from my artists that I've enjoyed and they're all 80s inspired and it's kind of funny to hear that coming back yeah Um, I mean it's it's funny I mean like the killers put out an album recently right and they were kind of you know back in way back in 2004 they were sort Mm -hmm. of like the I don't know kind of the first uh super mainstream Mm -hmm. kind of throwback sort of band right Um, right so it's it's interesting to have that come full circle Mm -hmm. they're still um i mean with their new album i I like it but it's still they're still kind of on this bruce springsteen okay thing which which i like sometimes i don't always like it Um, right i wish they would get back because i i am a big fan of the 80s and when they first came out they had more of like pure duran duran yeah um you know melodies and things like that right uh, and this one is really good. Um, it's certainly better than than the last couple of records they put out. But I, I just right. thought that was funny that, and I, and I have been hearing even you know you'll turn on the radio um, mm-hmm. 
and you're just hearing like real instruments again which i right Um, you don't they hear the synths and you don't hear the computers a lot so yeah i I mean i i love synthesizers i I oh don't get me vocals but i was kind of getting to the point you know where i'm just i was getting fatigued of that stuff because every single song that's sounded the same yeah yeah it was coming from that framework and uh yeah that's the only i guess it's the only been Maybe just if I'm, I'm older, I've noticed this more, but I just feel like every, you know, when somebody hears something works, everybody just copy and pastes yeah. that style. And it's because they think that that's marketable. Right. And it's, it's this weird thing where like something being marketable has gotten more important over whether it's, you know, different or right <laughs> right it's like is um, it gonna work or is it just gonna is it gonna make me money at the end of the day or am i gonna have just wasted all this money for nothing right and it's funny i mean i you know a weird kind of cult artist to bring up about that is like like frank zappa like he was talking about how back in his time um, mm-hmm. investors were just willing to take a risk um, right they were just like look like okay you want to make this you know, right. experimental movie called, uh, you know, 1000 hotels. Here's right. the money. Like, we'll see right. what happens. Um, exactly. But now people are, I don't know, just so, so focused on return inv- of investment. I agree with that. I think with, especially I hear it a lot in like with my artists, you know, you'll, you'll hear a record and then you'll hear them like a year later, two years later, they'll, the other artists will put out another record and you'll hear the almost similar as like, almost like they're following the leader in the sense of, cause that's what's trending and that's what's what everyone likes. And sometimes, you know, if you make a good record and you're trying to follow that trend, you know, sometimes it'll come out great, but then sometimes you'll hear almost the exact same song 20 times and it just doesn't become authentic anymore. It becomes um, different. And I even noticed that um, when 1989 came out, you know, a, a, the, a year later, another artist that not a lot of people really think of is Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, had about an emotion? album. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, album, but totally. Yeah. For that. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was like you heard that influence. And some people I've heard you know, in interviews now, they've said that their either their current record or their last record was inspired by either 1989 or Emotion or whatever. And right. it's funny to hear that now than, you know, like 10 years ago, if, if that was a different story. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, I, it's I don't want to sound like the weird old guy here. But <laughs> like, no, you're fine. You know, I, I grew up during the 90s. And what I appreciated about the 90s is I just felt like every artist that came out, whether you like them or not, had mm-hmm. a very unique, you know, sound to them. I mean, there was right. a lot more um, like diversity, diversity. Mm-hmm. Each kind of new thing that came out was really different from the last thing you heard. Right. Um, I will agree with that. And I'm not sure just where what that turning point was culturally where right. everybody kind of just wanted to, to make it. You know? Right. It's like, uh, are we making money or are we, yeah. you know, or are we um, going to do something different? And no one, like, I bet you no one will be able to replicate 1989 ever because that was such a, no one made an album like that. Like, especially at that magnitude. I mean, yeah, people have tried to do eighties inspired records, but not in that sense. Yeah, and so. I don't think any, you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not as, I don't have my finger on the pulse quite as much as other people, but like, I don't know anybody that 
has been in a position to put out something like that in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I right. Taylor Swift right. had this, you know, upward slope. If you're charting her, you know, ascent into stardom, it, it right. was going up and up and up and up, up. Right. And then she was at that point where like, okay, I'm going to change. And yep. it worked. I mean, it, yeah. it could have been awful and she could have disappeared from, right. you know, it could have ruined her career. Yeah. It could have. And she took a risk. And it's funny because she even said in an interview, she had said, you know, she didn't just get like a sit down from her label. Like she got a bunch of sit downs from her label saying like, are you, are you sure you want to do this? Because you could, you could break your career with this. And she kept just saying, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. And it, it, the perseverance kind of showed in that in the music. And it kind of showed that, you know, she wasn't going to back down and make a half-ass album she like she was really like gonna put in her work and her time and really make an album that was a staple for that time so yeah i mean there, there's never any doubt on whether at least i don't know the last couple albums she's done where she believed in the material you know oh yeah i don't ever question her no 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 confidence but in it, you know? no yeah definitely <laughs> definitely um so what what's next for the website Tommy said you guys have been thinking about some new directions for it or yeah um what we want to do is we well we want to make more an interactivity with with people and we want to have like comments and we want to have people be able to you know be fans of the stuff that we're fans of and Mm -hmm. we want to have that you know it's not just about him and I like everyone's got an opinion, whoever they are, whether it's about a type of music or a type of, or a movie or a video game, you know, we we always want to try to hear from other people, not just him and I, you know, there are many of people out there that just will stick with one person doing everything and then they'll just do everything. And, you know, what we want to do is try to keep it more, you know, not just inclusive, like everyone is, everyone can be involved in some way, shape or form. And we also want to show that, you know, we're not just a three category website. Like mm-hmm. we're not just going to do games and movies and music. You know, we want to do like TV shows and we want to do like character development and we want to mm-hmm. do, you know, just other aspects of how these, these, you know, pieces of material are made uh, to shape us into who we think, you know, how that changed that pop culture or how that changed us at the end of the day. And I think, you know, in the end, all we want is just for everyone to be able to have an opinion and that they get heard in some way, shape or form. And we just want to be able to show that, you know, it's, it's growing and it will always be growing in a sense, but, you know, we want to show that there's multifacets to us, but we want them to also be included in that. So. Well, that's cool. Um, Yeah. You know, I was thinking of y'all last night, we watched the birds of prey. Oh, really? Which, which I hadn't seen yet. Mm. Um, which i loved by the way i hope you guys did you yeah i loved it Um, yeah coming i love that movie we went and saw it in theaters and we were ecstatic when we finally heard that you know margot robbie was portraying harley quinn again for the for the next movie yeah we we watched suicide squad after that and Mm -hmm. of the two i definitely preferred uh birds of prey really more fun yeah Um, and just uh just the colors and just oh i know the bright the pop that pops in your face yeah Yeah. it's it's just cool and yeah i don't understand why um you know i i saw a lot of kind of you know negative reviews when it first came out yeah i don't know i mean i really enjoyed it i thought it was exactly what it needed to be it was Um, very well done very very well shot i thought i thought it was a good pickup where they left off suicide squad and 
where they where in the sense of birds of prey you know was going and you know because i remember when they even announced the movie um it wasn't even going to be birds of prey it was going to be gotham city sirens and it had hmm. it was just going to be focused on uh poison ivy catwoman and harley quinn and that was like the original goal and then they like totally scrapped that idea and just went with the birds of prey idea and well, I'd it's... like that more because that's getting characters we haven't seen on screen on right and right. doing them very well. I mean, like Hunter. Oh yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Port Harley Quinn. Um, oh well, yeah. I thought Ewan McGregor was great as Black. Amazing Mad. for Black Mask. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. Was insane. And in it was insane. Way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's uh, funny because you watch that and you think like like. And if you if you've ever read any of the comics or you've seen anything about Black Mask, you know that there is a side of maniacal crazy to him. Like he yeah. has he's not just like a structured businessman, like he has something about him that makes him crazy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, you know, one of the more notorious Batman villains. It was nice to see him finally right. be done properly. And uh I agree. You know, and I and I thought Zaz I, I I don't know that actor's name, but I, I've seen him in a few different things, and I thought he did a good job with Zaz as well. And I, I kind of yeah, I did him. Their dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that whole idea of him, not him being like his henchman, but like right. being like his partner. Right. And you know they they were there for a reason. But I will say, and I don't mean to like change the subject, but sure. my favorite um, like Gotham villain that's ever been portrayed is probably Joker by Heath Ledger from oh. The Dark Knight. I mean, um, what <laughs> I there is no better performance. I mean, exactly. Filmography. (laughs) I know. I know. As good as it gets, man. I I mean, the way that he went into that role was so iconic for me. And that's another one where everyone, I mean, I don't know anybody that's a Heath Ledger. Really? Like Heath Ledger. Really? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no, everyone thinks, well, cause he did such a, I think for me when I, cause I remember I saw that in theaters and I remember I thought I was really young seeing that movie at the time. Cause I was, I wasn't that old, but, or older than I was thinking I was, but um, I went and saw it and I thought it was intense. And I just remember how the dark, the darkness was really relevant throughout the whole movie. And right. you, it wasn't just a little petty, like Joker that just was, you know, kind of like Jack Nicholson's where his was like comedic. Like right. there was a craziness and a darkness and a maniac that actually had a problem. And yeah. I just, I could not, I was blown away. And I remember when I heard he died, I, I almost, I almost died because I was just so, I was so upset that such an iconic actor pulled that off and now he will never be able to like enjoy that film and keep that under his repertoire as knowing that that's him. So yeah, it's, it's been a, a disturbing trend. I mean, like we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. it's gone too soon. Yeah. Thing. Um, yeah. It happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't even know what else you can say about Heath Ledger's performance in that. It's just, it's just timeless. Um, it is. It's iconic for it. Well, and nobody did it like that. I think right. that's why, you know, because we hadn't had a lot of Jokers on film. Right. You know, we had like the animated series and right. then like Jack Nicholson. And but this was a whole different approach. And I, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but I think he, for his method acting, he actually like trapped himself in a hotel room for about a month and didn't talk to people and like starved himself and wrote in a journal and like literally went crazy. And, you know, I think he actually became the Joker in a, in a sense, not literally, but I think for the role, he really took on that mindset and just went in a whole different direction. So, yeah. And, you know, 
I, I remember reading about that kind of stuff too. And I think, you know, Jared Leto tried to kind of do something similar. Yeah. But it didn't work out quite as well. No, his was like a gangster in a way. Yeah. Well, he, so. he ended up being sort of this like, um, you know, kind of like a mixture of like the animated series Batman with the more like, I don't know, punk rock. Yeah. Um, you know, hip hop mogul almost. Mm-hmm. Like, like people did. know him as a celebrity, not so much as like a, a crazy maniac. So, Which, I mean, it works fine. It did. That, in that portrayal of Gotham, because that they're right. going for that like kind of, I don't want to say silly, but like no. Color, yeah, um, more animated than oh, yeah, the realistic tone that, like, you know, Dark Knight Batman begins, was yes, going for. They, they were yes. going for more like if this actually happened, what would yes. this look like, exactly. Whereas, like, and... you know, Birds of Prey obviously is a more exaggerated, you know, funny, mm-hmm. it's more a comic book, I would say. It is, I think they were trying to do more, the, like you said, more the comic book idea and. You know, I think when Christopher Nolan did his version, you know, he 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 walked into it and said, you know what, we're going to take this Batman and flip it on its head yeah. and we're going to we're going to make a movie that no one's going to expect. And actually, my favorite movie of all time till the day I die will probably be The Dark Knight Rises, um, oh, really? which was yes, yeah. which is the ending of the trilogy. It, I thought it was a perfect way to end it. But um, I thought Bane was a well, well done, uh, like terrorist. You'll die on that uh, hill, really. A lot, uh, yeah. a lot of people are going to disagree with you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, and it's just because of, I, I know why, but right. I just have this idea of, for, well, and really the main reason why I liked it was because I loved Catwoman's mm-hmm. portrayal because okay. yeah, we hadn't yeah. had, we hadn't had that in a while. I think right. the last one we had had before that was um, Halle Berry's and it was just horrible. Yeah. And no, I, no. Yeah, I, I still think we haven't seen like the definitive version of Catwoman. No, <laughs> I mean I love. Don't get me wrong, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, oh yeah, and I even really enjoyed what you know Anne Hathaway brought to it. But yeah, I think they really just need to do a new thing with her, whether it's a series or a mm-hmm. series. You know, to really agree. get into the nuances of the character because it, it always ends up being this just like we're just going to focus on the sexy aspect of them. Yes, and not it's not so much about who she is. Because she's, you know, she's an anti-heroine. Um, yes. In the yes. comics, when you know, yes. focusing on her. Yeah. So I think it could, you know, there's potential there for something actually cool. If they just haven't done it yet. They haven't done it yet. Exactly. I agree with that. I think if they were to, I feel like there's a couple ways you can go with it. But if you go with the wrong way, you're just gonna lose it, and you're not gonna have a lot of viewers after that. And you're just you're gonna pull a Halle Berry again and make a bad movie or a bad TV show. So. Yeah, that was that was just bad luck on her part. I know. <laughs> Feel bad for her for that one. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I would love to hear what her agent was trying to tell her you know, <laughs> at that time. Um, I would love to hear that conversation. Of, hey, you got Catwoman, but it might not be that great. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. But yeah. But, uh, well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. It's, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And uh, Of course. Yeah, tell Kami I said hey, and uh, oh, I will. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, and I hope you do too. All right, man. Talk to you later, Keith. All right, bye. bye.